hearts fresh on sticks. Chapter 6, Even Werewolves Love to Dish. Chunky. Hey, Chunky. It's Josie. Remember me? Sorry if I sound a little funny, but uh, somebody took your ears as trophies before they brought you in. Uh, you know, that kind of juvenile behavior, only uh, wet behind the ears, you know, rookie would be taking ears as trophies. It's not the thing to do. Uh, the thing to do is fingers as trophies. But, uh, you know, there's uh, this Grontek. He's uh, he's not a rookie. He's more like moldy behind the ears. But he still does that kind of crap. Anyway, so, uh, oh, yeah, sorry about your feet. Those aren't, uh, I don't think anybody took those as trophies. Those are just snacks. But, uh, all right, you ready? So what we're going to do is I'm going to pull you out of the storage room and uh, we'll get you up to uh, up to the side courtyard and up into the uh, the killing floor uh, so you can be ready here no give me alright I'll take your feet then just don't hold on to nothing alright So uh, Rico said he was talking to you last week about uh, coming. All right. Rico said he was talking to you about the uh, the werewolves and all that stuff. Sorry about all this junk in the way. It's you know when you move from one place to another. And, uh, anyway, so come on. Um, that's the uh, never mind. That's the. I'm sorry, it's the grinding machinery, all right? It's, uh, it gets noisy. Uh, no, it's for, it's, uh, powers up to the upstairs. But anyway, come on. So, will you let go? All right, thank you. Rico was trying to rescue me out of the, uh, out of that town. And, um, the werewolves had him in a real spot, and, uh, I noticed them before uh, before they got to him, though. One of them, a couple of them were holding on to him, and one was about to tear his throat out. And I said, wait, guys, hold on, hold on. He's cool. He's with me. So they didn't kill him. So that was cool. But uh, the reason, what's going on is uh, they were uh, holding on to me and uh, actually preparing a cauldron of, uh, with stew vegetables. I wouldn't have thought werewolves would take the time, you know, but it's the kind of stereotype that goes around. You know, there's werewolves. Hold on, I've got to go through the door. Get back. Get. Cats. You're lunch tomorrow. God damn it. Don't look at me like that. So anyway, I'll admit I thought werewolves chow, chow things down raw, but uh, these guys were slicing up the potatoes, the carrots, uh, and some kind of tubers like not turnips. Something reminds me of turnips. Kind of, it looks like a white carrot. Anyway, 
cut it all up, boiling it down. They were using some uh, elf fat from the day before uh, to, uh, I mean, everybody today uses margarine, but they use the authentic elf lard, I guess. So, I mean, two or three of them uh, messing over this cauldron, and one of them's guarding me, and uh, I know how it goes. I mean, I've been here, done that plenty of times, so we got talking about, I uh, asked about his, uh, if he's got anyone special in his life, and he said there was a, a girl that he really liked, and, uh, but she her parents were against werewolves and she didn't have the strength of character to tell her parents you know you know what to hell with you i'm going to be true to my feelings and lycanthropy is not going to keep me from the man i love or the wolf i love or what i don't whatever i only saw him in human form that guy so i'm not sure what he turned into you know where tiger, where lion. Um, but wait, can we get through the corner? Okay. Damn it! Let go. We just stop it. Come on. Okay. We gotta. It's through the courtyard this way a little bit. Um. Anyway. So I got, I think I made a connection because he's got, an, uh, you know, his unrequited love. I started telling him about my, the hobgoblin in my life, hog, and uh, we got to chew in the fat. Um, luckily, it was somebody else's fat at the moment, and I started telling him about, you know, Rico, about you guys, about Chunky, I said Chunky, and Skinny. Um, do you remember Skinny? Anyway, maybe you guys met, like, uh, what do you call the translating lives, transducing, whatever, transfiguration? I don't know, whatever. You guys might have passed across paths or something. So before I know it, you know, I'm telling him about, you know, my family, Uncle Phil, Aunt Sadie, and just, you know, stories, things we've done, you know, um, and, uh, oh, had to tell him about, uh, talked to him about Nadia, told him about what a skeezer Nadia is, um, and they admitted it, They put, um, she put them up to it, she told them, hey, pick off my cousin Josie, she'll be easy to grab, she'll be on the edge of the battle, after the battle's gone, you know, and the warriors have gone home, she'll be dragging some corpses, go on out there and get her, I don't know, you know, where she's get these connections, who knows, it's probably somebody higher up she knows, but, uh, but, you know, I'm telling, uh, I'm just talking about how much I want to be with Shrahag and what I got planned for the, um, cat house a little later on, and, um, before I know it, you know, there's the, the first guy that was sitting with me, these other guys stop, uh, cutting up their onions and stuff, and they're sitting around me listening, and, uh, I was talking, I, I talked about an hour and a half, wasn't sure what else to say. And, I mean, they quit cutting their onions, but they still had the knives in their hand. I guess I shouldn't have been more intimidated by the knives that are werewolves. But, um, I mean, they were in human and elf form at the time, so. But they had the knives, and they said, more stories. And uh, I got, I talked for another couple hours. 
and uh, sort of a strategy developed as I was talking about. God, I had to go back to my teens and, you know, sneak in my first mead. But as I was going through the stories, I was kind of running out. I, I was I thought of a lot of different stories I could tell about. But I, did, I figured out a strategy, which was I started winding down and, like, telling them, really, I don't, I'm not sure of any more stories. Okay, well, here's one more. This is, like, the last one I know. Oh, here's one more. And then I got talking more about Nadia. And in the story, I told about how Nadia could just entertain us for hours. And uh, how she was so much funnier than me. And sometimes her stories just bring you to tears. Scary stories, funny stories, all kinds of stories. Damn cat. I know it's weird to we leave uh, cats running through the castle, but they uh, they keep the gnomes. They catch the gnomes, keep them from being pests. So I worked up the story, you know. Anyway, uh, if I had handled it wrong, they would have said, "Okay, we'll eat you, and then we'll go get this uh, other this Nadia person." Animals, but I let them know that they'd never be able to find her because she has this. She's so smart such a great storyteller, they'd never be able to find her unless they had, uh, unless I told them the secret place where to get her. So this was like five minutes before Rico stormed in. Just enough time for them to uh, slop a lid on the cauldron, you know, put up the knives. They were uh, getting ready to take me back. They are going to cover me up in a nice long heavy robe cloak cloak thingy you know so uh i'd be uh the humans in town wouldn't freak out and then uh here comes uh rico in saving the day <laughs> trying to save the day which was cool so i pulled him off rico we get back to the castle i tell him where to wait uh 50 yards into the woods me and rico wait wait until nightfall and we gag nadia and, and uh drug her into the woods Turned her over. There you go. That's the story. So I'm back to the old grind. Uh, literally. Uh, dragging you up to the kitchen. And uh, that's where we're at now, pretty much. Here we go. Ready? Wait. One more door. Get that. Get the cat back a minute. Alright. Hold on. No, I know you've been hot all day. I'm going to set you right here under the refrigeration unit. Ready? Here you go. Are you ready for him right away? Okay. Yeah. We'll get it. Uh, so I'll, I'll see you in your next incarnation, okay? Chunk? Kiss, kiss. You've been listening to Even Werewolves Love to Dish, Chapter 6 of Brazen Hearts Fresh on Sticks by Rob Northrup, recorded, oh, I don't know, July 25th, 2006. If you like this story, you'll want to get Dungeons and Day Jobs, my collection of short stories, which you can order on my website, evilbobdayjob.tripod.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast. That address again is evilbobdayjob.tripod.com. 
Until next time, keep keeping it fresh. And are you done with that stick? <laughs>